this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is James Parch, the executive director of Tech Buffalo. We talk about what Tech Buffalo is and the long development process to get to the current strategy, how they're implementing it today, and a really great story about James's career path that got him to the executive director role and how it mirrors a lot of the ways in which they're trying to help other people make the tech field more accessible and open to all as the future really is led by tech. So for those that don't know, what is Tech Buffalo? Uh, so Tech Buffalo is new nonprofit. Uh, really, our goal is cultivating a dynamic technology workforce that it's uh, individuals that are ready to, ready to seize opportunities um, that really drive the entrepreneurial ecosystem, our technology ecosystem. But it's it's about accessibility and creating a, a diverse, strong technology workforce that's going to drive growth for our businesses and ultimately our region. And you're the first ever executive director of this new nonprofit, new campaign. Tell us a bit about your story to this job, because I think it somewhat mirrors um, a lot of the work that you're trying to do for others. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a path that I would have never been able to see. Um, so I started, uh, I'll say I started my professional career after all the restaurant work and other things that I had done as, as, a, as a young student. Um, I started at Geico. I got into the call center there. I wasn't really sure the direction my career was going to take me. And I saw a large Fortune 500 company investing in our area. So, you know, I, I took a shot and wound up in their claims department. Uh, had tons of opportunity of growth and learning there. They helped foster me into a leadership role in supervising individuals. And I got involved in some projects, uh, the, the updating some of our digital systems and changing how we manage uh, information. And um, the first technology project I was involved in was actually voice over internet protocol or VoIP and helping roll out what the phones would do. And I sat on the technology team and I didn't consider myself a technologist. I was there as a liaison for the business, if you will. Um, but after being part of those projects and actually seeing the tangible results of what I did, I, I wanted more of it. So through that, I got into change management, uh, Geico practices, Lean Six Sigma. So I went through a lot of the Lean Six Sigma trainings. And then I started running global projects for the organization. And um, that's where I found my path. Uh, through that, I, I had an opportunity to work for a short period of time with M&T and um, a department very similar. It was helping business projects and bring identification to where there's opportunities. And uh, I spent a short period of time at M&T, another Buffalo business. And then I wound up at New Era. Uh, I, I knew New Era as a brand, as baseball caps, but I wound up on their IT team and helping them develop a global project management office. Uh, and I got to work on some really great projects, helping them bring digital solutions to uh, their B2B side of the business and helping them grow their direct-to-consumer e-commerce. Uh, and it, it was all, again, that sitting right between the business and watching the growth and seeing the tangible aspect of what I did. Um, when I was at New Era, when I was at m and I was downtown, so I got to do a ton of networking. And that's where I started connecting with people who I saw their careers and where they went and things that I wanted to do with my career. And I think that networking has really helped me grow. I had the opportunity to meet the co-founders of Tech Buffalo through that, Randy Harris and Dwayne Connors. Uh, and with that, that was about three years ago, they had a passion because there was a lot of great talent in Buffalo. And we heard a lot of our industry partners saying, you know, we're, we're looking for that technology talent, but I had friends and peers 
that I knew were great technology talent saying, we're looking for jobs. There's not jobs here in Buffalo. So there was a huge disconnect. Um, and, you know, Randy and Dwayne uh, worked really hard to make Tech Buffalo more than just a concept and a group of people meeting with great intentions. And in uh, last year in 2019, I got more involved in speaking with Empire State Development, who is looking at investing in economic development, specifically in the technology area. And Tech Buffalo was selected to be the coordinator of that portfolio. And that ultimately led to the opportunity to join. It was very hard to step away from what I loved doing at New Era, but um, to be able to give back to a community that gave me opportunities that I would have never been able to see, uh, been able to see had it not been for the community, I wanted to be able to give back and, and play my part in that. And in being the first executive director and the leader of this new campaign, walk us through the development of the strategy and, and really the need for why a tech Buffalo needs to exist. Yeah, it was, it, it was strange. Um, you know, building out business development and strategy uh, was something that I, I thought was easy, but I knew that that part of the business. So with a startup, it was totally different. Um, we had a lot of ideas and a lot of goals and the primary goals were to, um, keep good talent here. We wanted to retain the talent coming out of our educational system. We wanted to bring great talent back to Buffalo, very similar to be in Buffalo. And there's so many people who've left Buffalo that are amazing talents. And there's so much talent out there that just doesn't understand how much there is to offer them here in Buffalo. Uh, and then there was the fostering. So when we first started, COVID hadn't really hit yet. Uh, it was being talked about and coming on. There's a lot of foundational items you have to set up for a nonprofit and all of the legal and all the stuff you see in the background. So while managing that, it was also figuring out, you know, what is the strategy? What's our short-term, long-term? So we hit the ground saying, we're going to do retain. We're going to focus on the talent coming out of the educational systems. And then COVID hit. And that, that completely changed what education looks like. Um, it changed where education is. And it also put a lot of people out of jobs. So we quickly pivoted our primary strategy for year one from retaining to fostering. Um, and starting to build up those partnerships with educational institutions that are offering upskilling programs that are not four-year college degrees. It's, it's a very specific skill set to make you employable when you come out of that within a new industry um, and helping people gain access to that. So that's where we shifted. Um, and also hiring a new team on at the same time and, and getting them familiar with what Tech Buffalo is. Tech Buffalo was very difficult to define at the beginning, uh, but we've, we've come a long way. We've been able to round out what that is. Right. So you pivot to um this, this upskilling and fostering of talent. Uh, previously on the podcast, we had Raj from Gritseed who told a great anecdote about his platform and how he was able to take a garbage collector and I believe it would make him a, a coder at the time. Um, just an anecdote of a success story from his platform. But I think those stories are telling and especially speak to the moment we're in now and speak to the pivot you just, um, you mentioned and, and made. So when you're looking at making these connections and the people you want to serve, the audience you want to serve, what kind of aptitude or, or attitude um, are you looking for in people as an opportunity to upskill them into the technology field? And what's like, what's your pitch to those folks that are maybe hesitant to jump into a new field? I love that you said aptitude and attitude because it's so much more that than it is actual skill set. Um, so the, the attitude we're looking for are people who are hungry to learn, but there's so many driven people that want to be successful and they're just looking for what does that path look like? 
and to be able to show them that there is a path in technology and highlight those success stories like what Raj says. I love what Gritseed's doing. Um, at its core, it's exactly what we see. Like in the pitches, technology is not, it's not scary, it's not inaccessible. Um, there's a joke that we had when we were going through our branding where we went through um, what is technology and the anecdote that we had was it's whiteboards and sticky notes. That, that's the foundation of how technology happens. It's people sitting in a room talking about ideas and then you have to go out and execute and there's some, some coding and there's some data and there's all these other things, but those are skills that you can learn. If you're able to get in a room and collaborate with individuals and see a larger vision and you're driven by seeing your results and being able to show those to other people, it's, it's digital construction. It's like, hey, I built that house. That's what I did. I remember being a kid and seeing uh, things that my father worked on and driving by and being like, oh, that's the house that dad worked on. Well, with technology, you can do that same thing and be like, oh, that's something that, you know, my brother, my sister, or my friend, they did that. And it's really cool to be able to see that. So uh, I think that that drives a lot of the passion. And that's, that's really what you need from somebody is, is somebody who wants to have a tangible product and, and know that they're seeing the results of their work. Yeah, I love um, Mike Whistler from m and I've seen him on a few panels and in some articles, and he has a, a talking point where he always says, uh, you know, these tech skills are the future of trades, really, right? Like it's, it's what you're speaking about, passing the house and say, I built that. Um, there is no need for it to be this, this scary thing. It can be much more approachable and doable, tangible even, right? Yes. That's one of our major brands that we move forward with is what tech isn't. Um, it's not inaccessible, right? And, and it really fits with Buffalo, the city of good neighbors, the city of no illusions, all the different nicknames we have, um, the, the tech ecosystem and what we're doing. It's the same thing. It's just how do we communicate that? I was, I was completely scared of technology. I thought it was punching ones and zeros sitting behind a computer for hours on end. Um, and it's, it's not that at all. And it's changing that perception and technology is everywhere. I mean, we talk about, you know, somebody coming from uh, trash removal, there's technology involved in that. And if they have a background in trash removal, they could be an extremely valuable technology resource to trash removal industry. And now they take their experience of being uh, boots on the ground and are able to say, no, when we did this, this would actually help us more. They're the voice of the customer themselves. Um, and that mentality really will help drive the efforts for all organizations moving forward with, with individuals like that. So what, what needs do you currently see within our community in the tech space? Um, and the other side of that coin is, is what opportunities are there? You mentioned you're connecting with those maybe to your universities. What programs are there for people to fill those needs? Yeah, so there's a couple of key needs. The first is that we have we have people hiring. It's it's COVID and there are, there are companies hiring. Um, so the needs we have are being able to provide a program that is efficient, um, but effective to give individuals the skills to be able to go into that actual role. But that's not the end of it. That's great. We've given you the skills to help with service desk or Salesforce or whatever technology it might be. And that's not the end of it. What's, what's the next path of your career? Because now that you started evolving in the technology industry, we want to follow you and show you more opportunities to continue to upskill and um, grow your career and the, the opportunities that are out there. So we're partnered right now with four different educational institutions. We will be partnering with a lot more. Um, we're still in a lot of pilot phases, but NCCC, SUNY Erie, TROCARE, and Duville all have programs that offer individuals 
these, these tech skills and it's free of charge to the individual. And that's so important to us when we talk about accessibility. Not everybody has the money to be able to go and pay for a very directed, dedicated ups, upskilling course or to gain skills. So these programs are out there. They're funded through different sources, whether it's state, county, um, other entities. Uh, the, the opportunities are there for individuals. So what we need to do is make sure these opportunities are visible. Make sure we're removing the roadblocks and the, that, that, that anxiety that comes with, well, I'm not a technologist. Um, I said that so much of my career. No, it's not James from IT. It's, it's James. And now I look at that and I was like, that was, that was a term of endearment. That was a compliment. Uh, I just didn't look at it like that because IT scared me. I, I didn't understand it. So how do we communicate IT in a way that it's non-threatening, it's not scary, and, and people see the opportunities there? And when there is so much immediate need in our community for this talent, how do you, as you know, the, the leader of Tech Buffalo, how, do you, how much foresight do you have to operate with, right? Because it, there's, there's an immediate need, a current need, and then there's also what's our economy going to look like in 20 years, not just here in Buffalo, but across the world. You know, there's a path we're heading down that involves more technology and every company is going to be a technology company. So how do you, how do you balance those two sides of the scale in your mind as you're, you're planning initiatives around Tech Buffalo? Yeah, that's actually something we um, continue to review because it's easy to say that right now there's a lot of people unemployed looking to be upskilled. Or even before COVID, we have a lot of very driven people here in Western New York that if we give them access to the right training, they become an amazing talent for our, our industry partners and it helps them uh, have a better quality of life as well. But we can't forget that we have you know students that'll be coming out K through 12. The education system looks different. Are people exploring four-year degrees coming out of this. So what programs can be available for them and um, what jobs are available? I, I foresee apprenticeship programs becoming much more robust, especially in technology, because now I have somebody with skills, but I could see them growing in that skill set while they're still being educated and they're able to take real life scenarios back into the classroom and learn and come back into my industry and bring an idea that may not have come up if they just went through a traditional uh, full immersive program and, and didn't have context to put with it. Um, but I also see as an industry, as industry uh, evolving, because with remote workforce becoming more and more of a real thing, well, tech, technology talent, any talent should become more accessible. Um, but we want Buffalo to be looked at as a hub where that technology talent exists, whether these people are working for a Buffalo company or a company somewhere else, we want them to know that they can stay here and continue to grow that career. Um, so I see that changing a lot. Uh, and I agree with you in 20 years, every company is a technology company. We hear people like Nike say, we're a technology company first. We just happen to, you know, be the best at selling footwear and apparel, um, especially on the sports side. So it's, it's helping foster that mindset throughout all of the different areas of the ecosystem. You're, you're gearing up now. You just launched the Tech Buffalo website and some content around a series telling the stories about Buffalo's women in technology. Uh, tell us a bit about those updates and how people can find you. Absolutely. Uh, Tech Buffalo, we did. We did our soft launch a few weeks ago. It is fully launched now. Um, I have to take my hat off to Sydney Johnson, who's the lead of our uh, marketing and communications here at Tech Buffalo. She came up with the idea because we talk about making sure that people understand that technology is inclusive and you know sometimes you look and you say that the people in that community they don't they don't talk like me they don't act like me there's even the talk they don't look like me so can i be a leader there 
And there are many leaders, very diverse backgrounds that are in technology. And, and we wanted to highlight that. And Sydney said, how about doing a women in technology every Wednesday? Um, and it, it blew up very quickly. She started interviewing individuals and now she has tons of people lining up to be interviewed, which is great. We're going to get through all of them and so much more. Um, but it really shows the different backgrounds people came from. Some of them may have had a troubled background. Some of them may not have had a troubled background, but technology was the way that they built their career and all of the success stories they had, the people they met, the networking that they did. It's just inspirational. Um, I wish I had a resource like that when I was younger because I was always looking to network with people. And this gives you that platform and, and the people you can go and network with uh, right away. Right. So they can find us through techbuffalo.org. Um, we are working on being a little more visible on Google. That's the next step. We all know that that takes some time. Uh, Sydney also did a great job and launched our Twitter account. And we are also on LinkedIn. We will be creating some Facebook groups. Uh, we're also very active in the Slack groups locally. Um, and we have a program that should be launching before the end of this year, which will even allow individuals to go and sign up for a mentor. It's through openofficetime.com. It's in partnership um, with uh, one of the founders of Helm, um, giving his time back to, to help here. He does it now with the uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem and we're looking to leverage that same thing with technology so if i have a question and my professor's not available or i don't have somebody to turn to in my seat anymore because i'm remote i can go and book 5 10 20 30 minutes with somebody and talk to them about my situation uh, maybe it's an actual work situation or maybe it's hey how do i progress my career further what do you recommend me doing next um, so really excited to be able to provide that resource to the community as well and tech buffalo is a really collaborative initiative. I mean, just this morning, you and I were on a call together with a bunch of groups that are, you know, have a similar mindset, working in a similar space and, and trying to support each other. So tell our audience a bit about those collaborations, how you're helping to, you know, pull people together, and, and even some others you have beyond the call. Absolutely. So um, it's, we, we wanted to, we've said since we started that we don't want to come to partners, community partners, industry partners, education, individuals. We don't want to come to them and say, hey, here is what we're going to do because these are the gaps we think exist. The biggest thing is hearing what other people see as gaps because we might have blinders on and we all have different opinions and experiences. So um, our collaboration started with asking people, what are the gaps? We want to be driven by what our area what our region is seeing so when we go and say we're doing this we're not doing it because tech buffalo said we want to we're doing it because our community is saying this is what they need and that's you can't force organic so it takes a little while to build it up but we want it to be organic we want our direction to be fulfilling the needs that we are hearing from others um, and in that you know we we needed partnerships so we started partnering with a lot of community organizations uh, there are so many underserved communities in western new york and in any any city has it um, but you have to build trust with those communities and, and who's Tech Buffalo? We just started this year. How do we build trust with those communities? So we wanted to build trust with the organizations that are already working with those communities. So we worked very closely, Say Yes, Be Cat, Be Your Own Hero, a Dreamers Corp. There's so many more, Goodwill, uh, United Way. Um, the list goes on. Squeaky Wheel was another one that is so inspirational. But every time we talked with a, a partner in the community, we came off the call so inspired because everybody is is offering their resources to make this a success. So it's so much different when you're in a business environment and you have your competitive advantage and you, you can only talk kind of inside the doors. This is just seeing so many people come together and reaching out and saying, we want to help do this. 
And we saw that when we started working closer with the other partners in the ecosystem that are doing some things that complement what we do. And that's Invest Buffalo Niagara and be in Buffalo, 43 North and Forge. Um, there's a lot of efforts being worked on that just made sense. There was a lot of um, uh, connection that could be made. Uh, Infotech Western New York is another one. Um, they have an amazing network of professional individuals. They do a lot of different things that are involved and they're very heavy in technology. So it's, it's a natural partnership there uh, to work closely together and how we leverage what each of us are doing and, and build on top of it. Well, thank you very much for your time, your partnership and, and all your work in the community. Uh, before I let you go, we have a couple hard hitting blizzard round questions that we like to end on. So I'll start with, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Um, I, I have to go with what my favorite flavor is, uh, and it's um, double dunker. Uh, it's uh, it's cookie dough ice cream in mocha, or cookie dough in mocha with chocolate swirls because it gives me my cookie dough ice cream. It gives me my my cookies and cream. And it gives me that coffee thing, even though I'm a peanut butter nut. But the reason I like it is because it's that diversity. It's it's just a mishmash of everything. I mean, they put the best flavors together and served it up to me. I don't have to have three different half gallons of ice cream. I can just have one or three of that one. Uh, yeah, three of that one. That sounds amazing. I have to try that. Uh, number two, book or TV show that you'd recommend? Book. Um, um, Third Door. Uh, I'm actually going to do two books. Third Door is an amazing book. It really opened my eyes to um, different ways to approach things. Uh, really what it's about is there's there's different ways to get into something, right? They use, they use the anecdote about a club. You can go through the front door, you can go through the back door, or you can find an unlocked window, lift it and jump in uh, because you might not be one of the VIPs, but how do you get into something? Keep trying. Don't just give up because you get turned away at the front door. But the biggest point in that book was when the author was, he's trying to write this book and he's getting everybody's perspective and he realized that he has sisters. And when he talked to his sisters about it, they just weren't excited. And it's because he was only focusing on, on men. He didn't even realize that his own blinders had him turned off to, to a whole nother audience. Um, and that really made me reflect on the things I do and making sure I'm including other audiences. Uh, the other book is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. He's a Buffalo person. Uh, if you want to talk about mental toughness, uh, that is something, I, I don't know that I aspire to be that tough, but I definitely want to be tougher. Um, it's just, it's another inspirational story of somebody who's had so many hardships and has overcome them and turns them all into positives, turns them into wins. One of the best answers to that question ever. Thank you. Uh, text or phone call? I'm a phone call person. I'll text if it's real short, like, hey, I'm on my way. But if I got to talk to you about something, I hate having 33 messages back and forth. Pick up the phone. We're done in two minutes. I'm not waiting on your reply. You're not waiting on mine. So I'm, I'm a big phone call person. And a lot of my friends don't appreciate that. I I am also a phone call person and my friends do not appreciate it either. So I empathize with that. Um, Bills or Sabres? Oh, you know, I go back and forth. Um, I, I'm going to say Sabres because it's more comfortable to sit in a, in a game during the winter. Um, I love watching them both, but I feel like hockey is just more dynamic. Okay. Taylor Hall, a new Sabre as well. How about hiking or skiing? Hiking. So I never, I, I've only ever tried learning to ski once in my life. I was a child and I have bad memories from it because I was not coordinated. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hiking for me. Me too. Yeah. Gorgeous views hiking. I can stop and take it in. Yeah. This is a good, uh, good hiking community. Yeah. Last question. Chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Oh, flat all the way. If you know anybody that's a drumstick person, they could be my chicken wing date every day of the week. 
Um, I'm fine with that. Just give me the flats. All right. I'm a drumstick guy, so we'll go Perfect. get 20. We'll have to set up lunch. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Greg, this was a pleasure. I appreciate it as well. by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.